Happy Throwback Thursday to you. Now, as Jordan Romano closed the door on Tuesday night's Toronto Blue Jay victory, the team concluded the first 75%, the first three quarters of the 2023 season. So with the Blue Jays off today, let's use today's Throwback Thursday to deep dive the good and the bad and the ugly of what we've seen so far at the quarter pole. You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily Toronto Blue Jays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, friends. Craig Ballard, Locked On Blue Jays. Yes, indeed, been Locked On Toronto Blue Jay baseball ever since I can remember. I mean, uh, I go back to the drive for 85, right? I've got a lot of Toronto Blue Jay years under my belt, some incredible and some <laughs> the reason for the bald head. But anyway, okay. Uh, but Toronto Blue Jay baseball, a big deal for me. It's a big deal for my family as well. So I certainly thank you, and I appreciate the fact that you're taking time of your day to spend talking Toronto Blue Jay baseball with me. The Locked On Blue Jay podcast, of course, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I want to remind you that all Toronto Blue Jay action this season available to take in on Sirius XM. If you're taking in today's episode on the Locked On Blue Jays YouTube page, hello and thank you for that. Please hit that like, leave that comment, and hit that subscribe if you haven't already. Please and thank you. And to the everydayers making the Locked On Blue Jay podcast your first podcast listen every day, hello to you as well. Uh, thank you for listening. Please hit that five-star review. Now, 75% of the way through the 2023 season for the Toronto Blue Jays and at the three-quarter poll for the Blue Jays, um, right now, as we're at the three-quarter poll, the Blue Jays would play the Minnesota Twins at Minnesota for the Wild Card Series. And on today's hashtag Throwback Thursday, we throw it back to mere weeks and months ago as we'll look at the good, bad, and the ugly of what we've seen and where we're at. So first of all, I mean, to set the scene, of course, at the quarter poll, the Blue Jays were 67-54. and 54. That's a 90-win pace. Let's get into some of the good. I mean, first of all, would you say that's good? Would you say 91 pace is good for this roster coming into this season? I, I think we would have would have looked for for more than that. But uh, I mean, a, a 91 pace, considering that's right now a playoff spot, I'm, I'm going to have to throw that in the good overall. Certainly Whit Merrifield. My goodness, everydayers will know we've been all over Whit Merrifield all season long. Had him pegged literally one of the first videos I made as the host of the Locked On Blue Jays podcast uh, just before the season started. This season was of an episode about all about how Whit Merrifield had to be the X factor for this team, had the potential to do it, had to be the X factor for the 2023 Toronto Blue Jays. Well, has that come true? I mean, is he coming through? All star hitting 304. His career high is 304, so he's matching his career high right now, or at the at the at the three quarter pole anyway, hitting 350 since the All Star break, and more than half of his 11 home runs have come since the All Star break. I'll say that again, hitting 350. We've seen two hit wit a lot in the first 75% of the season. We've even seen three and four hit wit pretty often in the first 75%, first three quarters of this season. We know that the Toronto Blue Jays this season have just been completely atrocious with runners in scoring position. Well, not on what Merrifield's watch. He's hitting over 300 in those situations. And with runners in scoring position and two out, his OPS is in the 900s. He's come through in those situations. He's had 19 starts in the leadoff spot, going through the first 75% of the season, hitting 322. Now, just six for 19 to start as the first batter of the game, but that does include a home run. And he leads the team with 22 stolen bases and hasn't exactly embarrassed himself defensively at second base and in left field, has he? Whit Merrifield, my goodness. Bo Bichette. 
The Toronto Blue Jays are 58 and 48 when Bobachet plays, so that's an 89 win pace. So pretty in line with with their with how they are overall. Now, now despite being injured for the last few weeks, Bobachet still leads the league in hits. My goodness, looking to do that for the third straight season. How how crazy is that? Said to take a bunch of days off from a, from a really freak knee injury. Still, he's about to for the third season in a row, going to lead the league in hitting, in hits. He's hitting a career best 321. Bo's flow is hitting 308 at home. And a gaudy 332 on the road. He's been incredible. I mean, he's 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 pretty much all of his uh, offensive stats are pretty much split down the middle. It, it hasn't mattered the pitcher. It hasn't mattered the situation. It hasn't mattered the ballpark, day game, night game. No external factors have come into play when it's come to Bo, Bo and uh, just how incredible he's been in the first 75% of the season for your Toronto Blue Jays. Again, talk about the hitting runners in scoring position. Well, that has not been a Bobachet issue. He's hitting 333 with runners in scoring position. And with two out in runners in scoring position, hitting 330. It's getting it done. Absolutely getting it done. Now, the last couple seasons, Bobachet played 159 games. We know he won't get that this year because of injuries. But I went back and took a look at his last 159 games because, of course, this hotness from Bo Bichette. No, I'm not talking about the looks. His his on-field production, in particular at the plate, really started you know last September, right? And and so I lo- took a look at his last 159 games. Bo Bichette is hitting 331. Bo's flow. Wow. In 2021 and 2022, he committed uh, an error every 24 chances. So in 2021 and 2022, every 24 chances, Bo committed an error. You've very likely been down on Bo for his defense at some point or another. Well, this season, from previous, an error every 24 chances, that's almost double. Is that an error every 39 chances right now? That defense has improved. Well done, Bo Bichette. Brandon Belt. Certainly got Brandon Belt in the good category there. Now, they're an 88-win pace team when Belt plays, and that's slowed signal. So they're they're actually a, a lower, slower pace when he plays, which is a big surprise because for the first half of the season when Belt played, the Blue Jays were well above their win pace. So that did take a bit of a turn. We'll, we'll keep an eye on that. But, I mean, just ultimately, you, you remember that April that Brandon Belt had where he, he hit 170, had a 246 on base. Well, since then, in the months that have followed that, what the three and a half months that have followed, Brandon Belt hitting 277 and his on base percentage is over 400. And, and that includes a horrible July, by the way. Remember, he, had, he, he really struggled in July. So everything else, and Brandon Belt's August, going into Wednesday night's game, Brandon Belt was hitting 341 with a 468 on base. It's halfway through the month. It's halfway through the month. And he's at 468 on base and a 341 average. Brandon Bell, wow, on absolute fire. Now, he he hasn't done very well. He hasn't done as well as you might think he has as a DH. I'll say that. He's hitting just 231 as a DH. Not a bad on-base percentage, 340. But where he's really shining is when he gets to play in the field. When he gets to play first base, he's hitting 300 with a 432 on-base percentage. When Brandon Bell gets to you know, mentally be in the entire game, gets to play defense as well, he's been really good the first, th- the first 75% of the season for the Toronto Blue Jays. Now, there is a, a Brandon Belt is is one of the top Blue Jays here. Where there's some good, there's some bad, and there's some ugly. Overall, I have him in the good category, but definitely need to throw his hitting with runners in scoring position in the ugly category. He's been atrocious. He's hitting 200 with runners in scoring position, and with two outs and runners in scoring position, he's hitting 188. So overall, I've got Belt in the good category, but we have seen some we have seen some bad and some ugly there, admittedly. Kevin Kiermaier, Kevin Kiermaier, Blue Jays are a 92 win pay, uh, on a 92 win pace, so they they play above what their actual pace is. Where when Kevin Kiermaier plays, has this guy been something? I've never seen 
a Toronto Blue Jay example of somebody who was so hated and so quickly. We've seen, you know, Ricky Henderson. We, we've seen a lot of Blue Jays where the fan base absolutely, you know, quickly too warmed up to them. Yes, but Kevin Kiermaier seemed to instantly go from hated to loved in this Blue Jays fan base. And the production, I mean, what's not to like? This guy's on pace for his best season, for his best on-base uh, season of, uh, ever, his best on-base percentage he's ever had. He's on pace for the best batting average he's ever had. Uh, he's looking really good for his fourth career gold glove. It would be his first gold glove since 2019. Hasn't been caught. He's 11 for 11 in stolen bases. I mean, Kevin Kiermeyer has gotten the job done at the quarter at the three-quarter poll for the 2023 Toronto Blue Jays. Coming up on the Locked On Blue Jay podcast, more deep diving of the good and the bad and the ugly from what we've seen from the 2023 Toronto Blue Jays so far at the three-quarter poll. Now, you know, I think bold is beautiful, but I also know that a lot of men think that losing their hair is inevitable. Well, you can take control of your hair's future with Nutrafol's science-backed hair growth supplement for men. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist-recommended hair growth supplement, clinically shown to improve your hair growth, visible thickness, and visible scalp coverage. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com slash men and enter the promo code LOCKEDONMLB. Find out why over 4,000 healthcare professionals recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com slash men, that's spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L dot com slash men. Enter the promo code LOCKEDONMLB. So again, that's Nutrafol.com slash men. Promo code locked on MLB. Also in the good category, Jose Barrios, 14 and 10. Now, 14 and 10, so that's a 94 win pace. So, again, the Blue Jays do a lot more winning than they usually do when Jose Barrios is on the mound. 12 earned runs in his first two starts. He's had 22 starts since then, 2.27 ERA. 12 earned runs the first two starts, eight and then four. He was just like he was every bit as bad in the first two starts as he was in as 2022 Jose Barrios was. Worst ERA in the league, right, last season. But my goodness, since then, again, 22 starts since those first two stinkers, 2.27 ERA. Extremely impressive from Jose Barrios. Last season, Barrios had nine starts where he allowed at least five runs. Oh, my God. That was a problem. Remember how many blow-up starts there were from Barrios last season? Crooked numbers left, right, and center. Nine starts last season of at least five runs. So far this season, just two. <laughs> Last season, Jose Barrios led the league uh, in the most hits allowed, 199 hits he allowed last season. Worst, worst than the league this season, he's not even allowing a hit per inning pitched, at least in the first 75% of the season, not even allowing a hit per innings pitched. Last year's playoffs, Barrios was the odd man out, and this year, he'll likely either start as the two behind Kevin Gosman or, or at worst be the three, as you might go Gosman, Kikuchi, Barrios. Incredible, incredible turnaround. Speaking of... Kikuchi, an incredible, incredible, incredible turnarounds. And speaking of somebody in the good category at the three-quarter poll of the 2023 season for the Toronto Blue Jays, my gosh, you say Kikuchi. You say Kikuchi. Nine and four on the season. His previous career high for wins was seven. The Blue Jays are 16 and eight when you say Kikuchi pitches. So the fifth starter is no longer applicable to this guy. 16 and eight. That's 108 win pace. Are you absolutely kidding me? The Blue Jays are killing it when you say Kikuchi's on the mound this season. They won seven games. They were seven and twenty. Uh, sorry, seven and thirteen in his twenty starts last season. They're sixteen and eight this season. Wow! How did the Blue Jays lose? You know, a star like Alec Manoa and still be in a playoff spot because of what we've seen at least through the first seventy-five percent of the season from Jose Barrios and from Yusei Kikuchi. 
Yusei Kikuchi, 12 of his 20 starts last season, didn't even go at least five innings. Now, only seven of his 23, uh, sorry, seven of his 24 have been the case now uh, this season. He's on pace for his career best for whip. He's on career on, on pace for his career lowest for walks. He's He's not walking people like he was before. It's incredible. And thus, of course, he's on pace for his career best ERA plus season. Just incredible. Saw Scott Carson. Uh, Scott Carson, fantastic. Uh, a Blue Jay follow. It does all the stats for for Dan Schulman and, and, and the crew in the booth there. He, he, Scott Carson been outstanding for so long. You probably know who I'm talking about here. And I saw a tweet, a fantastic stat he put out that that uh, Barrios, uh, sorry, uh, Kikuchi last season had five starts where he allowed one earned run or fewer. This season, that's at 13, and it leads the league. You say Kikuchi, my gosh. I've got Chris Bassett in the good category. 11-5 and five overall, 11 wins leads to Blue Jays. Now, a 91-win pace team as well when Bassett pitches, which is right, you know, a little bit above, actually, their actual pace. He's had three stinkers. We saw that, the, the nine runs in his Blue Jay debut at St. Louis. A couple weeks later, seven runs at Minnesota. A couple weeks later, eight runs at Baltimore. Now, outside of those three starts, 11 and two with a, with a, just a stellar, stellar, everything else outside of those three starts has been excellent. The hound has been on the mound way more often than not. We'll acknowledge there's been stinkers in there, but man, he has been on the mound way more often, or sorry, he has been on the ball and, and producing for the blue Jays been that, been that professional pitcher way more often than not had that fantastic start when he was trying to get to his newborn, that game against the Yankees. That was epic. Had that fantastic start when Gosman woke up on what was that a couple Saturdays ago uh, with, with, with an issue and, and, and Bassett was forced in, into action there. Had a great start there as well. I wondered how a fly ball pitcher like Bassett coming into a ballpark that's moved their fences in. I wondered how that would go for him, but my goodness, he's six and two with a 2.83 ERA at Rogers center. So how would it go for him? <laughs> really well, at least 75% of the way through the season. Trevor Richards. Trevor Richards having the best season of his career. He's answering all kinds of bells. You, you need a you need a middle reliever. Trevor Richards has answered that bell this season. You need a high leverage reliever out of the bullpen because the bullpen is taxed. Trevor Richards has answered that bell this season. You need an opener due to Alec Manoa's issues. Trevor Richards has answered that bell as well this season. Shout out to Jay Jackson. Jay Jackson, already hard enough. He's in the good category for sure. Already hard enough being, you know, a long overlooked major leaguer. And then you add in the stress with baby JR and the fact that Jackson has a 1.31 ERA and a 0.823 whip. That, 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 that's a video game number right there. A 0.823 whip with everything Jay Jackson's had going on. Shout out to Jay Jackson. Shout out to Tim Meza. He's in the good category as well. Amazing. I mean, he could fall flat on his face the rest of the season, and he's still going to end up with career highs in ERA and FIP, fielding independent pitching. Let's put it that way. That's how good Mesa has already been 75% of the way of the, through the season for the Blue Jays. His time is split almost identically between pitching to Alejandro Kirk or Danny Jansen, and it hasn't mattered. He's been good either way. 1.71 ERA throwing to Alejandro Kirk, 0.44 ERA throwing to Danny Jansen. Holy moly. He's allowed one home run all season long, and he's been an equal opportunity get-you-out pitcher. Lefties are hitting 236, righties are hitting 234. I've got Jimmy Garcia in the good category. Mid-June, ERA just under 6. Mid-June, ERA just under 6. Now, the last two months, 1.80 ERA. That's over 23 appearances. It's a lot of appearances. He's been locked down the last couple months for the Toronto Blue Jays. In those 23 appearances, he's totaled 20 innings. He's given up just four runs on 15 hits, just two walks versus 20 strikeouts. Jimmy Garcia, I see you, Jimmy. You've been really good lately. Eric Swanson, 
in the good category. Eric Swanson now. The, the overusage, especially early on, hurt his numbers overall, yes, but his 27 holds are tied for the most in baseball. And the Jay Jackson emergence, the Cabrera and Hicks acquisitions, so he's not used, lately he's not used as much, and he's really found, uh, really again, refound, because he started off so well, got a little bit taxed as the season was going on. But lately, because he's being used properly now, and 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 effic- uh, sorry efficiently and effectively, he's back in that nice groove again. Jordan Romano. I've got Jordan Romano in the good category here. 22 for 32, sorry, bigger pardon, 29 for 32 on saves. And despite missing time with an injury, still top five in all of baseball in saves. In early April, Jordan Romano allowed three earned runs to the uh, LA Angels. That was early on in the season. Now, outside of that, his ERA is at 2.38, which is pretty in line with his 2021 and 2022 production. I've liked what I've seen from Jordan Romano. Hyunjin Ryu being in the good category, this is a blessing. I mean, 12 right now, he closes the the, the first 75% of the season on a 12 and one-third inning streak of no earned runs allowed. I mean, Yenesis Cabrera, shout out to Yenesis Cabrera, all three runs that he's allowed as a Toronto Blue Jay have been unearned. I would say the jury's still probably out on Jordan Hicks, but we know he has the potential to be in this good category, three for three in saves already so far. There, He's had some sketchier outings, sure, but let's see. Let's see what the next, what the last twenty-five percent of the season brings for him. Now let's turn our attention to some bad. What rhymes with bad? Vlad, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. As unacceptable a season as I have seen from a superstar. I mean, where do we even start here? It's the middle of August. We're seventy-five percent of the way through the season. His WAR is one point zero. You're gonna be—he's tenth on the Blue Jays for position players for WARS. You've got to be kidding me! I'm—I'm I'm sitting here wondering how do I not have Vlad in the ugly category? I mean, my God—you're tenth on the team for position players WARS. This is dictionary definition of unacceptable. For everyday players, he's fifth on the team for OPS. He's got the worst OPS since his rookie season. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. hit 48 home runs in 2021. He's hit 50 since. 48 home runs in 2021. The next year, 0.75. So almost two full seasons later, he's at 50. Hitting 230 with a 674 OPS at Rogers with five home runs. I mean, are you absolutely kidding me? Last season, he hit 274 at Rogers. This year, 230. Last year, he had an 842 OPS at Rogers. This year, 674. Last season, 19 home runs at Rogers. This season, five. With the fences moved in, by the way. The base running has been atrocious. The defense has inexplicably taken steps backwards. How? Don Mattingly's in the house. A, a, a brilliant first base. Def- how is how is Vlad's defense taking a step back? And no signature moments, despite having several opportunities for signature moments. I might be wrong on this. Vlad might be in the downright ugly category. Matt Chapman, boy, boy, did I ever go back and forth on Matt Chapman? Because, I mean, in in April, he was incredible. And the Blue Jays won 18 games in April. And every day, as you know, we we deep dive the, the schedule, how difficult it was early on. And the Blue Jays needed in April just to survive. Tread water because the schedule is about to open up later on and they could make up that ground. Well, they didn't just survive and tread water. They did well. They won 18 games in April. And Matt Chapman authored big hit after big hit after big hit. So he's got a lot of weight. He's got a lot of weight. He's got a lot of check marks in his pro column just simply from that April alone. And he is on pace for career high in doubles, leads the league in doubles, and he's on pace for his second best career for batting average and for on-base percentage. So a lot in the good category there. But don't we know 
if we're having an open, honest conversation, the bad category is flooded, flooded 49 RBIs. This guy has been hitting clean up all season. He's got 49 RBIs, 75% of the way through. He's hitting 244 with runners in scoring position. His defense has been good at best. It's usually incredible. He leads the, he leads the team with nine errors. 15 doubles in that April we talked about, 20 in the three and a half months that have followed. Since that incredible April, Matt Chapman is hitting 2-6 That was the deal breaker for me. I could see going back and forth. You know, we, we would acknowledge there's definitely been some bad since that April, but there was enough here where he could be in that good category. But you're hitting 2-16 over the last three and a half months? No, Matt Chapman in the bad category. More deep diving the Toronto Blue Jays at the three-quarter pole in just a moment. A reminder that all Blue Jay action available this season on Sirius XM. Now, I wanted to mention that if you want a chance to win more money with less picks, head to Sleeper. Sleeper is a fantasy sports plus real money gaming app focused on bringing people together through sports and gaming. Sleeper's become the fastest organically growing fantasy platform in the world, over 5 million active users in 2022, while earning some of the highest levels of engagements per user in the industry. At Sleeper, it's not just about sports. It's about building personal connections and lasting memories. Predict the hottest baseball stats like home runs, hits, strikeouts, and more to cash in on your daily fantasy baseball skills. Use the promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get up to $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Currently operational in over 30 states. Check out Sleeper today. George Springer in the bad category. Now, I will acknowledge the Blue Jays are on a 92-win pace, so they're playing a little bit better when, when he's in the, in, in the lineup. But when you look at six years, $150 million, the contract for George Springer, I mean, the Blue Jays were looking for at least his career averages in all the offensive categories, and hopefully in a few categories, a step forward or two. Has not happened. I mean, this is going to be the third season as a Blue Jay. Well, he'll be well below his career average for batting average. He'll be well below his career on base percentage. Uh, his his first season with the Blue Jay, his OPS was above 900. It was above his career average, but the next last season and this season be well below. So of those, that's nine now. So of those three categories over three years, batting average, OPS, and, and on-base percentage, over the last three years, you've got nine different categories there. He is well below, well below his career average in eight of those nine categories. And again, wouldn't career average be the bare minimum? The Blue Jays would have been hoping to see some steps forward from George Springer. Has not happened been the leadoff hitter for years. My gosh, he's been bumped from his leadoff spot. That 0 for 35, that, that should be caused to be in the ugly category, never mind the bad category. He's like 1 for 15. I think he's 1 for 16 with the bases loaded. Oh, my gosh. Outside of his rookie season, Springer is on pace for a career low in home runs. He's on pace for a career low in batting average. This is by far and away. He's never had an on-base percentage season anywhere close to as bad as this one. This is by far his worst OPS season. And George Springer has already hit into by far and away. I think he's like doubled the more the, the most uh, double plays that he's ever grounded into. I mean, as these things are coming out of my mind, how did George Springer not land in the ugly category, right? I mean, this has been really, really bad from George Springer. Now, I've got Kevin Biggio and Santiago Espinal in the bad category as well. I mean, we know, right? Asterisks beside Kevin Biggio. He's really making a charge lately. But overall, at the first, you know, 75% of the way through the season, these two are combined to hitting 227 with 10 home runs. Uh, uh, yeah, can't do it. Can't do it. Now let's get into some ugly, of course. And very unfortunately, Alec Manoa kicks off the ugly. Three and nine record, 587 ERA, minus 1.2 war. Holy 
moly I've nip I've been on with Roger Lajoie, Jesse Rubinoff on the fan a couple times I've been on, on, on a few different shows and I've been asked if, and how many times what's the deal with Alec Manoa and every single time I say oh my gosh for for the sake of this content here for the sake of this interview I wish I had such a better answer for you I have no answer I have no idea I've never seen this I've never seen this before no, Roy Halladay is not the Roy Halladay wasn't the, the third best pitcher in the league before he got sent back down. I mean, the, the, the this fall from grace from Alec Manoa and, and every day as well. No, I've said, I think we see Alec Manoa, Alec Manoa walk back in the door. I do, but not in 2023. I think it's going to take an off season to get some things physically and mentally straightened out for him. But just a stunning, stunning, stunning turn of events for Alec Manoa. The Blue Jays are eight and 11 when Alec Manoa starts. That's a 68 pace, 68, sorry, 68 win pace. Holy moly. Holy moly. At Rogers, last season at Rogers, Alec Manoa was seven and four with a 2.42 ERA, and he allowed eight total home runs. He had 23 walks, 86 strikeouts at home last season. Seven and four record. This season he's 0-5 at Rogers. 2.42 ERA. This season his ERA at Rogers is over eight. Holy moly. Alec Manoa at Rogers Center this season. Remember, again, last season, 23 walks, 86 strikeouts. This season. 33 walks, 31 strikeouts. He has more walks at home than strikeouts. What is happening? My gosh, the definition of ugly. Dalton Varsho. Well, I've got Dalton Varsho in the ugly category. 216, three quarters of the way through the season. 276 on base percentage. And I mean, I always ripped Rymel Tappy as the worst hitter I've ever seen. I've always said, if you can't even have a 300 on base percentage, then I have absolutely no time for you at all. Dalton Varsh, 300 on base percentage is awful, by the way. Terrible, 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 terrible. But it's a bare minimum of what you should have to be on the big league level. Bare minimum, and it's terrible. Bare minimum, though. Dalton Varsh shows on base percentage, 75% of the way through the seasons at 276. Dalton Varsho would have to catch fire in the last 25% of the season just to get up to horrible. Oh boy, I'm way down on this guy. I'm way down on Dalton Varsho. 187 with runners in scoring position, 192 in high leverage situations. My goodness. As a left fielder, Dalton Varsho is hitting 199. And what I just don't understand, I mean, I don't understand any of it from Dalton Varsho, but we knew he wasn't going to be, you know, the second coming of Babe Ruth. We knew this wasn't another Juan Soto or, or, you know, a star coming into the league, but we certainly thought we'd see the long ball. We certainly thought we'd see better offense. The defense has been as advertised, right? Defense has been as advertised, but we certainly thought we would see better offense. Dalton Varsho is not even hitting, and watch this one now. Dalton Varsho is not even hitting 200 versus righties. Pardon? He's not even hitting 200 versus righties. Make any of it make sense. Make any of it make sense. And of course, Paul DeYoung. Yes, I've got Paul DeYoung in the ugly category. Three for 41 with 16 strikeouts as a Blue Jay. Oh my God. Three for 41. He's got three singles and 16 strikeouts. <laughs> okay, let's move on. Let's move on. Finally, in the ugly category, I've got John Schneider. I've got Don Mattingly. I mean, there's only been a handful, if that, of lineups that I've liked. The base running blunders, the in-game strategies, the bullpen strategies, the the buttoning up the little things that we keep here John Schneider talk about, but that have not been on display at all. Uh, John Schneider, uh, Oprah taught you know taught us years ago, when someone tells you who they are, believe them. Well, John Schneider's been yelling from, from the rooftops for anybody that will listen. I I am not good at this job. I am not a big league manager. Shapiro and Atkins somehow cannot hear that. I don't get it. Uh, John Schneider firmly in the ugly category. Don Mattingly firmly in the ugly category. And Guillermo Martinez. Guillermo Martinez is stealing money from the Toronto Blue Jays. This guy is atrocious. 
top five hitting team when nobody's on base and then a bottom five, one of the worst teams you've ever seen in your entire life when men get on base. I mean, no one leaves more men on base than the Toronto Blue Jays and no one leaves more runners in scoring position than the Toronto Blue Jays. And that's a wrap for this week's Throwback Thursday. We didn't throw it back very far, right? Looking at the 2023 Toronto Blue Jays, but I hope you enjoyed that deep dive of the good, the bad, and the ugly. Reminder that all Toronto Blue Jay action this season, whether it's good, bad, or ugly, it's available on SiriusXM. For now, keep it locked on the Locked On Podcast Network and check out Sully hosting Locked On MLB. Go Jays, go, and we'll talk tomorrow.